Sports People with your host, Dennis Beard. Well, we're in a new season. God's doing a new thing. It's the new wine. Oh, that the people of God were wise that they would consider or know their latter end to the law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. We certainly need to know what these things are. We're going to open the day on this podcast with the songs of ascent. The Song of Degrees. This is the Songs of Ascension. Going up. And uh, we own the three various seasons of God, which contain seven feasts of the Lord. They will sing, the priest would sing, and the believers would sing these songs going up at these three different seasons to Jerusalem. Now, of course, the first season is that season of Passover. And they had some saying that they would sing the song of degrees on the highway or the road to Jerusalem. And uh, they would sing it then. Then it would be also at the season of Pentecost, Shabbat. And we find that in Deuteronomy 26, 16, three times a year, all the males will go up uh, to worship at Jerusalem, the place where he's placed his name. And that was at uh, the season of Passover, season of Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, and the season of Tabernacles. These were also sung at the dedication of Solomon's Temple. Now, Moses' Tabernacle was dedicated on Passover, and that on the 14th day of the Beeb, there in Nisan. Uh, Moses' tabernacle was dedicated. Even though Solomon's temple was finished in bull, we find that it was dedicated on the 15th of Tishri, or Ethneim of the seventh month, which is tabernacles, the Feast of Tabernacles. So, also in the rebuilding of the temple, uh, there under Nehemiah, we find it sang again, the Song of Degrees the songs of ascension. And it starts with Psalm 120. Now, as we take a look at Psalm 120 through 134, we're going to find that four of the psalms are attributed to David. And uh, Solomon has got, uh, his is 127, Psalm 127. We have three of the songs that have three verses. And the longest one will be Psalm 132. The three that only have three verses is Psalm 131, 133, and 134. There, as we see the songs of ascension, it talks about going from glory to glory until we come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ is the shadow of it in the New Testament that we, the body of Christ, will come unto perfection. Not something short of that. For Jesus will literally present to himself a glorious church without spot, without blemish. Perfect in all our ways. This is uh, uh, the literal presenting to himself a perfect image of himself. For the church has come to the image of Jesus Christ. Unto a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. A perfect, spotless, blameless church that had made herself ready. And in his song of degrees, we're going to see that it is in the 15th of Tishri in the dedication of the temple of Solomon. For it was dedicated in tabernacles, speaking of a new season. So when we speak of Pentecost and we know that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel, that we see the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Then we see 50 days after first fruits, seven weeks and on the morrow, that we find the feast of 
Shabbat or Pentecost, 50 days. Then a long expanse, and the book of Acts does not have an amen at the end of it. Means it's still in process, still going on. The Acts of the Apostles. And uh, it has a pause there with Eurycladon. Eurycladon is the east wind. It's a wind of God. The desert wind. It's a wind not to fan nor to cleanse. This wind is a judgment wind of God. And it's through judgments that God will reveal his name and the true revelation of Jesus Christ to this world. For when judgments are made manifest, the people will learn righteousness. And that, in the last day, Psalm uh, there 120 through Psalm 134, the 15th song of degrees, song of ascent, speaks of this time of going up, going up. And uh, Revelation 12, the man-child caught up to God and to his throne. It's the final growth state of the church in the fullness of glory. When we see that it speaks of this tabernacles, the temple of Solomon dedicated, not in Passover, not in Pentecost, but in the season of tabernacles. We find the book of Acts, and uh, that is Pentecost, which would be in a shadow of the Mosaic tabernacle, Moses' tabernacle. Well, it was dedicated on Passover. Well, that would be the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits. And then 50 days later, Acts, the second chapter, Pentecost. Now, those four seasons have been historically provided and uh, confirmed to us in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. So there's four seasons Four feasts, uh, I'm sorry, four feasts in the two seasons of God already have been fulfilled. But there still remains the last season, the third season, that third day. Because the Lord said in Hosea 6 verse 1, Come and let us return to the Lord. Somebody said, well, I thought we were already there. Well, said, for the Lord hath the Lord hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten. He will bind us up. Well, somebody said, well, I thought the devil did that because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, kill, steal, and destroy your faith. But God does it to get our attention. The judgments of God are not to destroy mankind, but to get our attention. For when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. So God uses all his ways or judgment. They're righteous and reveals his name, his glory, his dignity, who he is, his name, his very essence, and the one true God in eternal life. Not a trinity, not a, not a binary, not a oneness. The man is God. It's not a God man. The man is God. So this time that we're living in today, in this present time, in 2021, we're seeing the judgments of God in the earth. We're seeing kingdom against kingdom. We're seeing nation against nation. We're seeing the various Iranian proxy against Israel. We're seeing Turkey in line with Russia and uh, the prince of Meshach, Meshach and Gog, uh, Meg uh, Magog, Hamangog will be the destruction of them that come against Israel. And uh, we find that there are other allies with Israel that are coming in union with Israel and the Abrahamic Accord. So there are many things happening prophetically. But the Song of Ascent, the Song of Degrees, speaks of a finally a going up of Jerusalem, that it will be the capital of the, the new heaven, the new earth, 
This new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So we want to see that even though the Song of Ascents were sung on that road to Jerusalem during the season of Passover, during the season of Pentecost, the final consummation of it will be on tabernacles. So therefore, in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the book of Acts, we have the first two seasons containing four feasts. That is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which is a feast of first fruits, feast of Passover, feast of unleavened bread, feast of first fruits, and the feast of Pentecost. Two seasons covered with four feasts. Now we're coming to the last season, tabernacles. And the song of ascent that we see they sung on the 15th day of Tishri, which is the seventh month. And we see in Haggai, on the 21st day of the seventh month, that's the final consummation. Starts on the 15th, the Feast of, Tab- the Feast of Tabernacles, and the 15th day of the seventh month, of which the same time that Solomon's temple was dedicated, that they began the Song of Ascents, beginning with Psalm 120. And it goes all the way, 15 steps up, 15 is the number of rest. And you'll see on the 15th day of the, of the month is a Sabbath. It speaks of the bed of rest, the, but the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on it. That means we have not entered into the rest of the Holy Ghost. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. In Hebrews 4, Paul states, Take heed, lest a promise slip any of you. You should seem to come short of entering into his rest. For if Jesus had given him rest, he would not have spoken of another day. And Jesus spoke of another day. He said, the time is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. Now, we know right now that we're in the dispensation of grace. We're in the church age. That's sixth dispensation. And in that time, as the Gentiles have a door open to all, where they can be grafted in as wild olive branches into the vine. Because the natural olive branches fell and were cut off because of their unbelief. That a way and for the Gentiles to be made, provoking them to jealousy. And But there's a time when the fullness of the Gentiles will be come in. And when that happens, then God will turn his focus to Israel. And all Israel will be saved. Not only the church spiritual Israel but natural Israel as well as in one day, Isaiah 66. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. And that promise in Genesis 12, God told Abraham, I will make of you a great nation, not a church, a nation. We see in Matthew 25, at the end of this great tribulation, the nations that were affrighted and give glory to God were spared. Those are the ones that escape of the nations. They didn't die. Pull, let, all those in Egypt, my supplies. And they will declare my glory, God said. These are the ones that are not in the church. They don't have eternal life, however. They go into the millennial. We see the nations gathered before the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 25. The sheep on the right, the goats on the left. The nations that came against the people of God, the ones that did not give God the glory, will be destroyed and into hell that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Not meant for any human being to go there, but they will go there as trespasses. But the ones on the right, the righteous nations, 
will enter into the kingdom prepared for them. That kingdom is the kingdom age of 1,000 years. That's not the church. The church, those that at his coming, at the coming of the Lord, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, that then in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. The church has been changed, our vile body, fashioned like unto his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself through that millennium. And we will reign with him for a thousand years as kings and priests unto the Lord our God. Who are we reigning over? Well, the righteous nation. And this song of ascent, the song of degrees, starts that in Psalm 120 all the way to Psalm 134. And now we are singing that. And it's come full circle. We did it there on the road to Jerusalem in the first season of Passover. Well, death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. And he is alive forevermore. Bless, uh, blessed and holy is he. Amen. He is the Lord God Almighty. He is that Spirit. And he went to the glory of the Father. Glorify for the Father's own self, John 17, 5. Well, that's the song of ascent. Then we sing it again. There in that second season, Pentecost. Well, that was Acts, the second chapter. And that made full circle again. Fifteen, the number of rest. That is the Holy Ghost. That rest there in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit of God. And we did that again in uh, that second season of Pentecost. The washing renewing of the Word of God being washing renewal of the Holy Ghost and refreshing again in the Holy Ghost. But now, a long time has passed. Now we've gone from Pentecost into the last season, the tabernacle season, and we sing it, the songs of ascent, the song of degrees going up to Jerusalem. And all nations will be blessed in Israel. It is the millennial reign that will be the consummation of it all. And the bride of Christ, the new Jerusalem, as it after the end of that millennial, will be a new heaven and a new earth. But before then, there are seasons. And the song of ascent that we see on the 15th day of Tishri, or Ethnaim, of Solomon's temple in the dedication is coming into the last day work of the ministry. The latter reign, not the former reign. The former reign that we see in Acts of second chapter is not the latter reign. It is the former reign of the Holy Ghost that this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. Then the last day saith God, I'll pour out my spirit. Yes, he did. That's the former reign moderately in Acts of second chapter following uh, that first season of Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And then, 50 days after first fruits, Pentecost, former reign. A long time has passed. Now we're coming into that third day of the third thousand year. Then in that third day, I'll raise you up and you will live in my sight. But to get us there, to recognize the time of his coming, the Lord has to get our attention, and that's judgment. When thy judgments are made manifest in the earth, man will learn righteousness, that he is God. The righteousness and biblical righteousness is not that God is right, which he is, but biblical righteousness is far greater than that, which is the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. The height, what's the height of Christ? He's God. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 tells us who Christ is in the epistle of Peter. He said, the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, 
that was in them. Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. Prophesied by the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ, therefore, is that spirit. Jesus has always been God and always will be God. He did not become God. He is God. Now, he made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6. Also in Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. So in the volume of the book, from Genesis to Revelation, it is written of me, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body thou hast prepared me. And Jesus, in the days of his flesh, is that tabernacle, permanent abode of God. Revealed. The revealed name of God, Jesus. Now, that's the height. He's God. He came into the world as a man. A kinsman redeemer. One of us. And he fulfilled the law in every aspect. Being tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin. Then after it became a free will sacrifice. He said, I lay down my life. I freely lay it down. A free will sacrifice. No man taketh my life from me, Jesus said. I have power to lay it down. I have power to receive it again. This I have received of my Lord. Received of the Lord? Yes. Received of my Father. Well, Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. John 2. And no man can raise up his own body except he be God. So Jesus said, while I'm with you, tell his disciples, I'll pray the Father, send you another comforter, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, Jesus said. I will come to you. But he's got to be glorified first to do that. Not staying as the suffering Messiah, but he's got to be glorified. Going back to where he was before, glorified with the Father's own self to send his spirit. Because he said, out of your belly shall hold rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified of what? Glorified with the Father's own self, extending his spirit, the spirit of the Son, which we cry, Abba, Father. One and the same, one spirit. Well, at that time, the height of Christ, he's God. The depth, he became a man. He went back to his former glory, glorified with the Father's own self. All power in heaven and earth given to him, made both Lord and Christ. So it behooved Christ to suffer and to enter into his glory. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. His name is Jesus. And it is in Acts 2.38. Now, that's the height, the depth. What's the length and the width? Well, the length and the width is the body of Christ now to bring many sons unto glory for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. And them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, not something less. So he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, coming into all truth, not partial truth. When that which is perfect has come, all these things which are in part will be done away with. Now we're seeing through a glass darkly. But then when that which is perfect has come, then we will know, even as we are known of him. And we at that time will enter into that place called charity, the final growth state unto perfection. Because if you add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the God life, still, then godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is that final step in obedience to God. It is the steps of ascension. 
15 steps, 15 is the rest of the Holy Ghost, which in Hebrews 4, Paul said, there remains a rest to the people of God. Those 15 steps, 15 is a number of rest. And it's an eternal rest in the Holy Ghost, an eternal sabbatical. Sabbatical. It's an eternal Sabbath. It's an eternal rest. 15 speaks of that. And it's the bed. That bed, the bed chamber of the Lord, we see in song, the song of Solomon, that he makes a bed chamber for the bride, the Shalomite. And it's the chariot. That chariot that he has made is that eternal rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And those 15 songs of ascent speak of that rest. And when it's a going up, we can't stay in the first season. Even though repentance is wonderful. But we don't stay there. Then we're born of the water and the spirit. Repent and be baptized. What is that? Born of the water. Baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ was given to Peter the revelation of the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is the only revealed name of God. It's the only blood name of God whereby the blood is applied. But the blood is not applied without water. That's the reason why Moses, whenever he, he literally sanctified the people, he literally sprinkled the brook and the people with the blood, making them one with the word of God. You'll find that in Hebrew, that Moses sprinkled the book and the people with blood and that with water, with hyssop. Well, the same is true now. When they forthwith, when they longen us, pierced Jesus in the side. Forthwith there came water and blood. Not blood only, water and blood. We must be born of the water and the spirit. Where's the blood? The blood's in the New Testament given for you. How do we apply the blood? Eat the flesh, drink the blood of Jesus by not just reading the word, but being a doer of the word, obedience unto righteousness. Now, with that said, we're in the ascension going up in tabernacles. And that final step is charity. You add to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. And we find in 1 Corinthians 13, that he said, they're by the faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. That is the final ascension or the degrees of steps into an eternal rest. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. Fifteen steps, fifteen speaks of that rest. And we see it in Psalm 122 through Psalm 134, which is a shadow of things to come. And we are now living in it. The last the last great reign of his strength is just ahead. And it's in Tabernacle. And uh, we just celebrated Rosh Hashanah, September the 6th through the 8th. Well, we have uh, there the Rosh Hashanah, a new year, the beginning of the year. It's a new thing. It's a new wine. We have to be, make ourselves new wineskins because the new wine can't be put into old wineskins lest... Uh, the wineskin burst and all be perished. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. That's the reason God says, I do a new thing. Though a man tell it, yet they will not believe it. It is a radical change that we're coming into from Pentecost, the second season, to tabernacles, a radical change. It's a new thing. And Solomon's temple was dedicated on the 15th of Tishri. The 15th of Tishri, 959 B.C. And, of course, during that time, the tabernacle, speaking of the last uh, season, we've already gone through the Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus in the Gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then the second season, Pentecost, we've already gone through that in the Song of Degrees in Acts, the second chapter, the book of Acts. 
but it did not have an amen or the end at it, or so be it, because it's still in, it's still in progress. And it will consummate in the last season of God, tabernacle. And there's a song of ascent there. So we must not stay back in the old wine, the old store. We must walk in the light as he's in the light, in the new thing that God is doing. And God said, I do a new thing. A woman will compass a man. The woman's the church compassing the man, the man child. It's the church. And that's Revelation 12. Somebody said, no, it's Israel. No, it's not. It was Israel in the Old Testament. Sure. Just as Joseph had the dream of there and the stars bound down to him. But now we're talking about the things that will come to pass hereafter. Revelation 4.1. What is that? The church. The woman. Clothed with the sun, the moon, and the feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. How do we know that that's the church? Because we come on down and there's a seven head, ten horn, seven crowns upon his head, coming against the woman to devour her child as soon as it was born. Well, who is that? Somebody said, well, that's Jesus. Yes, it's Jesus, but it's Jesus in you. Because we come down at the last end of Revelation 12, and it says the, this old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, the devil, goes against to, uh, to devour the woman and the remnant of her seed. The remnant of her seed. The residue, what's left over, the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God, those that love God, keep his commandments, and have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What is that? The spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10, is given to those to understand the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the little book which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which we must have in order to stand in the last days. This is not Pentecost. This is tabernacles. And that's the reason it's stamped with sevens, the feast of sevens, the feast of tabernacles, the feast of glory, the feast of ingathering, the feast of all feasts the feast of prophecy, the words of the book of this prophecy. And that's the reason why in that tabernacle you have three more feasts. And that's where we are now. The first one is the feast of trumpets. Well, God will do nothing, shave it, sow it to his servants, the prophets. Who are the prophets? We're not talking about Old Testament prophets. We're talking about you, the body of Christ. In Hebrews 1 verse 1, God in sundry times and divers manners, spake unto the fathers, the Old Testament, by the prophets. That's how he did. Hath in these last days, that's us, spoken to us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. So now my sheep know my voice. You don't have to run out and find a prophet. Now there's still apostles, there's still prophets. Yes, there is. And evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. But that is not the same where God speaks through only the prophets. He speaks now through the Son of God, that voice of God himself, the Holy Ghost. For no man knows how he ought to pray, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered according to the will of God. So we work out our own salvation. We don't work out the plan of salvation. We work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Because God worketh in us to each individual believer, both the willing to do of his good pleasure. And the time is now. God's doing it now. So the song of the degrees, we're in that last stage of that rest that remaineth to the people of God. And God's doing it now. And we find in Psalm 126, Notice when he turns the captivity, now I'll read this. In Psalm 126, it says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Now, when we take a look at Revelation 14. We see in Revelation 13, it comes a beast up out of the sea. Seven head, ten horns, and ten crowns upon those uh, horns. 
These are 10 kings that received no powers yet. But then we find there's a man of sin, a son of perdition is going to be revealed, a man that deceiveth the whole world. There's the spirit of Antichrist, and then there is the Antichrist. Satan revealed in a man. Gets his power from the dragon, his seat and great authority. But notice it says, here is the faith and the patience of the saints. What is the faith and patience of the saints? The saints are those that are sanctified. That's not natural Israel. That is uh, the church of the living God called by his name. That has his name written in their foreheads. Sealed the servants of God. The servants of God is not Israel. It's the church. We've been lied to. Saying, well, it's a pre-tribulation rapture. And uh, we talk about the Agadah meal and the cedar. And it makes place for Elijah. And, and uh, well, you, you're going to marry the, uh, the bride. So they build a room on the house. And uh, then when you uh, have the room completely, then the bridegroom will go in an hour unknown by the bride and take her away, snatch her away, bring her back. Oh, that's all fine and good. That may be a tradition, but it's not the word of God. Nowhere. It says immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sign of Son of Man appear in heaven. That's a great tribulation of Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, immediately after the tribulation of those days. So what is the faith and the patience of the saints? It tells us there. Here is the faith and patience of the saints, that he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. That's the church of the living God. He that killeth with the sword shall die by the sword. Here is the faith and patience of the saints. We have to know that for the work of God in order to have that faith to overcome and be sealed in the latter days and the last days, these days. Without it, it's impossible to stand that after you have received the word of God, the word comes in present truth. And then and only then are we sealed. After that, you have received the word of God. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. When? After you received the word. Well, the word is now in revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto us, the servants of God, things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. These are the things of faith, which we must receive in order to overcome. This is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's given to us in the last book in the word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's in these things now that God is doing. And the only way we're sealed is through that word. And it is in the final season of God, tabernacles. And then it's the great thing that he does. He returns the captivity. Not only, not only for Israel, but the church. Leading the captivity, goes into captivity. Kill it with a sword, dies with a sword. Here is the faith and patience of the saints. For how long? 42 months, time, times, they have three and a half years. Time, times, and dividing of a time. And this is the time of great tribulation. And we're here. Somebody said, well, I was told that in Revelation 4.1, we were raptured out. No, you're not. Didn't say you're raptured there. It said there was a door open in heaven and a voice of a trumpet talking with John saying, come up hither, come up hither. That is a higher revelation. That's an ascent. That's a song of degrees. That's the songs of ascension coming higher in God. And I will what? Give, rapture you? Change you? Your bio body change? No, I will show you things. What things? The things of faith. Faith is the substance of things, hope are the evidence of things not seen. And John, come up hither and I will show you things that will come to pass hereafter. That's more revelation of Jesus Christ. That's a great thing that he will do. And it says, Wherefore the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion 
we were like them that dream. Hmm. Well, it would seem like a dream. The amethyst. Just like Joseph, the dreamer. There was 22 letters in the Hebrew abecedary. There's 22 chapters in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And each one of them go higher and higher in glory. From the aloft to the top. And the dream, Joseph, the dreamer, the amethyst on. And what? There was 22 years that Joseph was separated from his brethren. The number of light. Then it was revealed. And Joseph, again, the type of a Messiah. And the antitype. We find here that said, we were like them that dream. Like Joseph. Then he says, then was our mouth filled with laughter. Isaac, we'll have the last laugh. And our tongue was singing. We'll sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. Not just some things, great things. This is the last great reign of his strength. That is the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, God himself revealing Jesus. Learn, he said, uh, the Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are, we are glad. Causes many thanksgivings unto God. He says, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south, in the Negev, in the desert. In that desert, he's going to make a highway of holiness and no food shall err therein. And there will be a way, there will be a water course for all the nations of the world to drink that wall will come to Zion. We're talking about setting up a millennial kingdom here where all nations that are left in the land and the earth will be blessed in Israel. And the church, they will be kings and priests of the Lord our God. They, the righteous nations, will walk in the name of their gods, judges, Elohim, small l, E-L-O-L, the judges of God. And we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God. That's a millennial, friend. And here it is, the great thing that God will do. No more will they say, blessed be the Lord God that brought up his people out of the land of Egypt. And that was a wonderful thing. But God hath promised Hebrews 12, he shook the earth then, came down on Mount Sinai. Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But now the Lord hath promised yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. Anything man made, all doctrines of churches and denominations, that's not in the word of God, in all truth. Not partial truth, all truth. A little leaven leaveth, leaveneth the whole lump. There will be all truth in all things and the unto perfection to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We won't have questions then and say, well, what about this or what about that? Because we will know even as we are known of him literally being led and guided into all truth, all things. And that's where it says we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south, in the, in the Negev, the streams in the south, they're making a fruitful. So therefore, in the last day work, there'll be cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, all literally the, the, the breaking forth in praises of God and the kingdom of God will come forth. And he says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. When we find the ones that are crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem, Ezekiel 9, are the ones sealed. That's a tov. The seal of the living God, the name of Jesus. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, the word of God, shall doubtless come again 
with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Nations will be coming into the kingdom of God. Not just one or two, but whole nations being saved. Isaiah 60, all the way to Isaiah 66. The time that gross darkness covers the people and gross darkness the nations. God says, I will arise and be a light unto you when I will be glorified in you. I'll show my glory through you. And any nation that will not serve you in the day of the Lord said, I will destroy that nation. This is the time of this, the degrees of ascension, the song of degrees. It's in that last seventh month. It's in that revelation of Jesus and the great thing that he will do. Ask if you rain in the time of the latter rain. Though the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. He's doing it now to those that have an ear. But I'm afraid just as many as heard Jesus say, go into the upper room in the former rain and be wait till you, until you be endued with power from on high. There was only 120 up there. What happened to the rest? Well, they had other things to do. But there is. There is a seed that will be counted for the generation, the Christ generation, that is coming forth now. And God is compacting it into one. And the bone to a bone of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love through the supply of the Spirit. God's doing it now. Neighbor, friend of mine, if you feel the Lord Jesus Christ, you see the you feel the Holy Ghost beareth witness with your spirit that this is the word of God. We want to hear from you. We want to join with you in fellowship. We're not a denomination. We don't rule over the local churches as denominations do. We simply are in fellowship, knowing them that labor among us, a fellowship of one God, Jesus' only doctrine of Christ, believers, knowing the true God and eternal life, and uh, literally to know one another and compact together, whichever joint supplies that edifying of itself in love. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is perfecting the body of Christ now through the word of God, bringing us into that higher revelation of Jesus in the song of degrees and the song of the ascension. And we're going up. And uh, that foundation of peace, Yerushalom. And that's where we're headed, to those that have an ear to hear. And he said there that uh, he would cause uh, the time there of a great rejoicing and the power given unto the church of the living God, which is uh, the two olive trees, the two, the two uh, candlesticks, the church, and God's doing it now. And it'll be four times, times they have three and a half years and 42 months. The ones that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. The ones that know that what this word of God and the work of God is, the work of the ministry will be sealed. Those are the ones that know they have the faith and the patience to know that those that led lead into captivity, will go into captivity. Those that kill with the sword will be killed by the sword. There they have the faith and patience of the saints. The believers in God know, and they will not be moved. Trees planted by the wall, they shall not be moved. There the Lord promised, yet once more I've shaken all on the earth, but also heaven and all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. Any man made will be removed, totally destroyed, and it'll be cast into the fire. Seeing then that we have a kingdom, that those things that cannot be shaken may remain. We are remaining. We're that remnant that will remain at the coming of the Lord. I'll show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. A twinkling eye at the last trump. The trump of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. That is where we're at now. The great work of God. This gospel of the kingdom being preached to all the world for witness to all nations. And then the end will come. It's what God is doing and gathering his people into one mind and one accord now. And not Pentecost, but in the final season tabernacles 
And we're going in the Song of Ascent, the Song of Degrees now, in that last season of Tabernacles in Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, the blowing right now of the trumpets in the land. The Lord cometh, and we're preparing. And it's a great move of God, the greatest move of God on this side of glory that the world will ever see or see again. Well, if the Holy Ghost is bearing witness with your spirit, seeing then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. We will stand in that day. Give us a call or write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can... Uh, contact us through the websites. If you have a question, please let us know. We'll do our best to answer it. The main thing is we come again to the body of Christ is coming together in one and knowing them that labor among us. It is so important we come into one mind and one accord that we contact one another in one body, one mind, one accord in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God. That will be to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. God's doing a great work now. You can reach us, sealinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org, or dennisbeard.org. Now, we want to thank you for your your, uh, prayerful support and also your generous donations, by which we're able to keep the podcast on the air, bringing it to you. We pray over all the offerings that God multiplied back to you, 30, 60, 100-fold in the name of Jesus. Multiply your seed song. Thank you for those that give and as well for your prayerful support. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.